tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to bam back in the saddle. The boys are back. The boys are back in time. Uh-uh. Joining me is always my good friend and your Xavier Guerrero. How's it going? I'm back from the space taco shop. Yeah, dude. Now, now a lot of people are. Uh, you know, you you have a great podcast with one of my favorite people, the George Press P- Stories. Word on the street is you might not be on the show anymore unless you buy a Kobe Bryant jersey. Is there is there any truth to that conspiracy? That's a hundred percent truth. Can't be at the house if I'm not a Laker fan for the finals. Well, I'm gonna buy you a Kawhi Leonard jersey. <laughs> Walk in there proud, brother. Walk <laughs> in there proud. Uh, George Press Stories. If you want to hear about Latino culture and uh, uh, strip bars and joining me also on the ones and twos I, I heard another podcast talking about ones and twos like I don't know what else to call it but we're going to call it that the ones and the twos uh, Mr. Johnny Woodard aka Johnny Nice brother what's going on man Braves Not just a Johnny. walked off in the 13th inning the Braves just finally won the one to zero walked it off in the bottom of the 13th inning the number one offense in baseball <laughs> Yo, one to, to zero. 13 innings with the worst offense in baseball yeah. trevor bauer though uh hell of a pitcher that was a good pitcher guys any so johnny uh, broken sam broken check sam it out dropped. how's it doing are people loving really well. it well yeah people i you know it's all i i kind of get embarrassed the feedback is so good on that show it really is i, I know I, they love you and they <laughs> think i'm a weirdo guys no, that's not true. i got a lot of stuff going on Bro, you, hold on youtube.com slash sam triple comedy if you want to see it for sure. Now, everything we talk about will be available in the descriptions here. So just go to the description of the show and you'll find all the links to anything we're talking about. Guys, this Sunday night begins the Showtime docuseries, The Comedy Store, and word is daddy's in a couple episodes. I don't know which episodes I'm in. So October 4th, it begins every Sunday for the next. And they got it. It was down to four, but it's back up to five. Oh. I got some inside scoop. I'll tell you guys later. But uh, now it's back up to five episodes, and word is Daddy's in three of these nice. episodes. Hey, so, by the way, Mysteries oh. Decoded, I, I meant to tell you earlier, that was that was really cool, uh, especially the new part at the end where they went in the studio. I really loved love. it with my cool-ass haircut. And yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer job, you guys man. can find it. Just look up Mysteries Decoded. Go on the CW app, and uh, me and Jennifer Marshall, very nice woman. It's so – you know, it's like – it's very interesting because, like, women always can – complain that sexism out there and you, you see like hot chicks getting so much in life you're like whatever but there really is like she just gets so much shit for being like a six foot four attractive redhead and it's just guy but she's great on the show i enjoyed doing the show with her i enjoyed doing the show uh it's a lot of fun so if you want to learn about the montauk just go to the cw uh app and check it out guys i will be live october 23rd at 
at hilarities in cleveland oh real quick guys and uh these two don't know about it uh this saturday at the world famous comedy store we will be doing another mother of all truth bombs live from the or uh again la county la county has shut down live stand-up unbelievable i don't get it because the city of west hollywood said they could do it and now they're just screwing it. You know, we got this great show we're about to do today. We just uh, interviewed Dr. Shiva, and he talked about regulations. And he's 100% correct, man. L.A. County sent me this, this meme, basically, about the coronavirus. And it says, if you test positive, you have to quarantine for 10 days from your first symptom. Then it also says, if you come in contact with somebody with the coronavirus, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Does that make any sense at all? Without even getting it, you have to quarantine? That's, That's what, what they it's told saying. me. Yeah. It's yeah. completely oh, wow. ridiculous. And then, so LA County dropped the hammer on the comedy store, and it sucks because I know the Magic Club is doing live shows in, in, in their parking lot, but it's probably based, they're sitting in cars. It just sucks, man. It just really sucks. But if you want to see us live, we will be on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Sam Tripoli, and you will see a mother of all truth bombs again. Uh, I, Johnny, Xavier, you are both uh, welcome to do the show, and I hope you will show up. What day and time is that again, Sam? Saturday, Saturday at, I believe, 8 p.m. Or no, Yeah, I'll, I'll get the number, but it will, will be there. Come and hang out and watch me rock, and I'll bring some shirts as wow. well. Um, so that's that. What else we got? We got Patreons are on fire. Please support the Patreon. It's a great way to support the show. I did a live stream of the uh, election, uh, the debate last night. Go to patreon.com slash hat. That's a great one. We do Daily Dose. I do like three or four episodes a week on there. And then I also have my new show with Brian Callen. It's Sam Tripoli versus the Lizard Person. A lot of wins on that show. Go to patreon.com slash conspiracy social club it's a lot of fun two good friends debating everything with uh, our good friend chin crushing it i found out there's not a lot of there's no asian country music stars that's something to learn about oh, shit. um and that's that uh, also broken sim is available go to broken sim, go to uh, patreon.com slash broken simulation and you can see the episodes up early guys yeah and i'm um, edited am i and i'm very excited to announce my uh my my show on Rockfin is crushing it. Rockfin.com slash zero is my spiritual podcast. And man, we just did a great one. I just uploaded it right there. It's a great way. Listen, that show zero is all about helping you change your life. You can change your life can be a 300 your life can be 180 degrees 365 days from now if you just change the way you look at yourself and look at the universe and that's what zero is all about go check it out rockfin.com slash zero and uh t-shirts are on fire tinfoil hat t-shirts.com great way to support the show and tinfoil hat swag.com for uh mugs now i'm i've got a lot of people hit me up about the um about the web design, I'm getting to everybody. I just had a crazy week. Trust me, I'll be emailing everybody back. But I'm basically putting out there, if you're a web designer and you're ready to do a really in-depth website where each one of my brands gets its own page and you can go to it by itself or you can just go to samtriplegate.com and find all of them. Have you gotten a, uh, have you picked someone yet for that? Because I'm still getting requests that I can No, send. I haven't. I'm going to start dealing with that 
uh, next week because just life got a little crazy. So that's that. So guys, uh, this is the episode with our good friend, Dr. Shiva. Uh, I loved it, man. And uh, we asked the question you want to hear from him too. And he goes hard in the paint and it's always a pleasure. I hope you guys enjoy Dr. Shiva after dark. Enjoy the show guys. Okay, well, here, let's get into it. Uh, real honor to have this gentleman back. He gave me a text. He's like, Sam, hit me up. And that's like getting a call from Commissioner Gordon. You know, something's going down, and we got to get into it. So it's a real honor to have him back. One of the best, the best on the show. Please welcome Dr. Shiva. How are you, brother? Great to be here, Sam. Thank you to, to you and your team. Well, I couldn't think, uh, you know, we had a discussion about what you wanted to talk about. And I feel like after last night's debate, this could be the best time to get into what you wanted to talk about, which was basically you're, assume, you're asserting that there is some sort of voting fraud going on in the uh, position that you're running for. Uh, and so I wanted to get into it. You know, after last night, you know, Trump basically coming out saying that the only hope that the other side has is mass voter fraud. Uh, I think this is a perfect time to get into it. So where do you want to start, doctor? Well, we can jump right into it, Sam. I mean, uh, so I want to distinguish between there's something called election fraud and voter fraud. Okay. Voter fraud is where people, the individual who's voting, is not an eligible voter, right? So that someone uh, is from another country, they're not a U.S. citizen, and they're going and voting, right? Uh, so that's uh, an ineligible person voting or uh, essentially creating ballots, right? So that's voter fraud. Election fraud is, in some ways, voter fraud is a subset of election fraud. Election fraud is, let's say, where the Secretary of State or the people running those voting machines, uh, Sam, that they're involved you know, without even, you know, everyone could vote properly, but they can manipulate stuff at the foundational level of the software or how they count votes, right? Or maybe certain people are being paid off, uh, corruption, et cetera. So that's election fraud. And I think the common thing that you, you just said was, you know, we, uh, you know, I'm running for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts. There's what's called a primary and then you have the general elections. Uh, we ran probably one of the most amazing primaries ever in U.S. Senate history in Massachusetts, the people that came out for our campaign, Sam, were working people. These weren't like, you know, people who are couch surfers, you know, who come in and, you know, want to be in an election. 3,000 volunteers across Massachusetts. We got over 20,000 donations from people all over this country. I mean, if you go to my table, my dining room table, there's probably 5,000 pieces of paper from older people, young people writing in. Okay. We're going to pick up where we were. You were explaining the difference between election fraud and voter fraud and that you had resonated with people of all uh, ages and demographics, uh, you, you know, that you you gotten tons of de donations. And I uh, just pick up if you can remember where you were. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so if you think about it, uh, Sam, you know, one, I always say he who has more lawn signs wins a campaign. If you drive around a neighborhood and you see guys got more lawn signs, bumper stickers, that means something's going on. Well, we had close to 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers, and the volunteers who came to our campaign, Sam, there were everyday working people, you know, people had full-time jobs, then they'd spend time. No one was paid volunteers, but we had an enormous volunteer force. People would uh, give, give themselves, you know, full-time into doing this. Uh, TV advertising and network TV, radio, we must have spent close to three quarters of a million dollars. All donations that came in, we pummeled into uh, radio advertising, billboards on major highways. Everyone knew our name, uh, Sam, bottom line. So we're running as Republicans. Charlie Baker, who is the rhino Republican governor in Massachusetts, uh, he 
you know, essentially uh, hates Trump. And when he went in 2016, when, when he went to vote, he said, I'm not voting for Trump. Obviously, the only other choice was Hillary. Um, recently, when Trump said, look, he may, you know, think about not giving up his seat if there's an unfair election, Charlie Baker got on TV and blasted Trump. But it was an interesting blast. It was a diver- It was a diversion because he was asked, actually blasting what we were exposing. And I'll get to that. So bottom line is, Sam, massive support. And I'm very, very, uh, you know, very, very conservative before I tell people, you know, we've succeeded. People say, hey, you're going to win. You're going to win. I said, look, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to jinx ourselves. But literally, I took our bus to 240 cities everywhere we we were known. We'd go into a city, 200, 300 people would show up, which is a lot for a U.S. Senate campaign in a Walmart, Uh, you know, uh, working people. Um, So that was a campaign. So I just want to give you that background. Powerful campaign. And Real quick, who are you running against? The guy that we ran against, I'm not here to give him publicity, but I can tell you his website address was cock. Cock. Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. This guy, was, this guy was a doofus, complete doofus. And this is what the Rhino Republican governor has done because there is a, in Massachusetts, there is an agreement. The quote unquote Republicans get to be governor. So uh, Baker's former, the former governor was Romney. And the former governor to that was Charlie Baker's mentor, a guy called Bill Weld, who's known as a complete drunk, but he's the one who ran after, uh, ran against uh, Trump, okay? So it's basically these blue bloods who are rhino Republicans. So I show up on the scene and you would think they would embrace me. Here's a guy who came from nothing, an epitome of the American dream. If anything, they were shocked that I would even want to run and break up their old club. Last two years ago when I ran, as a Republican, they got so scared because I was running against Warren. They found a guy. I remember, if you know this, uh, we ran against Warren. Only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. It was a great campaign slogan. And the this was Elizabeth Warren. And so, <laughs> so Baker was so afraid because he's in cahoots with the senators who are typically Democrats, right? So the Republican, quote unquote, Republicans get to be governors and the senators get to be Democrats. So when I ran, Sam, what ends up happening is this was 2018. They find a doofus. And that's, what, that's the only way to describe these guys who photoshopped a picture with Trump. There's three hands <laughs> in the picture. OK, and the reality was Trump endorsed every Senate candidate in Massachusetts except this guy. So I was forced to run as an independent. This is two years ago in 2018. I ended up getting 100,000 votes, five times more than any U.S. Senate independent candidate in Massachusetts history, and they illegally kept me off the debate stage. So that was 2018. So this this time I said, you know what? You know, I don't want them to screw me. So I ran as a Republican in a primary. And this time, all I needed, Sam, was to get the 10,000 signatures, which we did and more. And the guy that Baker finds is this guy guy whose website is cock, a, a lawyer who barely can speak, Nowhere to be found, Sam. No lawn signs, no bumper stickers, no uh, organization, doesn't even campaign. So September 1st is a primary date. And I knew on the night of the primary, I had won on a landslide. And let me just give you simple numbers so you don't even have to go to MIT to understand this. In 2018, how many people voted in the primary? Remember, it's a primary. So in 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 2018, 860,000 people roughly voted in the Senate primary, 600,000 in the Democratic primary, 260,000 in the Republican primary. Okay, so just keep those numbers. Now, with mail-in voting, what would you think that, you know, which we started in Massachusetts, there's definitely going to be more voters, right? Because it's easier to vote. 
Yes. Every state where there's been mail-in voting, the lift in the number of voters has gone up by 25% all the way up to 200%, sometimes double. So when I looked at my numbers, I'm running in the Republican primary, I had estimated conservatively 25% more than 260,000 the last year would be roughly around 330,000. Make sense? So that's like conservative. Okay. So we had said, okay, 330,000 people are going to vote. I even went even more. I I said, let's assume 400,000 people come out. I'm going to have to get about 200,000 people to win the election. Okay. So broad-based support. And in the campaign science, and there's some science to this, that in order to get 200,000 votes, obviously you can't call up all 200,000 people and them to tell you, yeah, I'm going to vote for you, Dr. Shiva. The rule is it's a 10 to 1 ratio. You should, you better get confirmation like definitives from at least 20,000. And that's what we, we are a call center working. We had a, a medical doctor who was doing surgeries and he ran our call center, 200 people calling. And so we, SMSs, we confirmed on the night of September 1st or the, you know, the evening before the polls closed, we had 22,000 confirmed voters, which means I knew I got 220,000 votes and Doofus was probably only getting at 100,000, getting me to 325. So votes start coming in. What do we see? 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. Here's a pasty-faced white guy who gets 60-40 in a Hispanic, all Hispanic area, all black area, and then down in Cape Cod, which is all white people. I'm saying, this is bullshit. No freaking way. And, and as I looked at this, if you see my quote-unquote concession speech, my concession speech basically said that election fraud took place in the third world banana republic of massachusetts and i'm glad we have the second amendment that's what i gave and i basically said f you to baker f you to him that was my concession (laughs) speech okay because i've you know i've won pretty much i mean i'm I'm really good at math you don't just get one degree at mit for being you got four okay so i knew (laughs) what i had so then as i'm looking at this i start getting messages from some of the best election integrity experts in the country. And they say, Shiva, we were watching your election. We knew you freaking won. And it turns out, as I dug into this, it took me a while to figure this all out because I had to learn all this, how voting systems worked, et cetera. What I found out in in the one county where we won, where we won, uh, it was all hand counted votes, Franklin County, okay? Oh yeah. In all the other counties, I'm freaking losing 60-40. It doesn't make freaking any sense, okay? And this guy didn't freaking campaign. So think about this. Let's say you and I are running restaurant businesses, Sam. You have great food, great waiter, great service. You spend $10 million on advertising. I'm selling garbage, okay, out of Chef Boyardee canned food. And I spend no advertising, and I make 10 times more revenue. Either this guy's a marketing genius, he should have a professorship at every major university, or it's just fraud, okay? And when I was coming out on the night, of, I mean, I was campaigning all the way to the end. People are saying, Shiva, thumbs up, thumbs up, landslide, landslide, landslide. So what I found out, Sam, is that there are two kinds of ballots in Massachusetts. And and this is where I want people to, because this is sort of the educational piece of this. One ballot is where, you know, you go fill out that piece of paper, you know, you circle in the dots, right? And you hand it to someone. In that case, Sam, someone physically, a human being reads it. In fact, two people I understand read it and they say, oh, Sam got a vote, okay? Shiva got a vote. It's called a hand-counted ballot. And, and in that case, that paper becomes a ballot because a ballot by law is the entity that was used to tabulate the vote. I'll repeat that okay. again. 
the the object that it is used to actually count the vote is the ballot. Is that clear? Yes. Okay. Now, if you go the other majority of Massachusetts where Doofus won, were all machine votes. So when you put your when you go in, if you've ever done voting, right? You put your you fill it in and it goes through that scanner, which is like a Xerox copying machine. What does that scanner do? Remember, the polls open, let's say, at 7 a.m. in the morning. Let's say they close at 8 p.m. They're not supposed to count the votes until after. That's by law, because that would be illegal, because people would know which way an election's going, right? So when you put that stuff into the scanner, what is it doing, Sam? It's making an image, like a Xerox copy. Yep, it's it copying it. Yeah, it doesn't make a physical copy. It makes a digital copy. Yes. So let's say all four of us, five of us went in. Okay, we put our thing in. It makes a copy for Johnny. It makes a copy for Sam. It makes a copy for Xavier. And it makes a copy for Shiva. And so five, um, five uh, documents are created, electronic documents, on that hard drive of that machine. When at 8 p.m. when it ends, they hit a button. And you know what that button does? It basically uh, runs the, camp- the software, which reads and says, oh, there's a dot for Sam. Sam gets one vote. Oh, there's a dot for Shiva. Shiva gets one vote. There's a dot for Shiva again, another vote, right? So what is it counting, Sam? It's counting the image, okay? Right. That ballot image. So that ballot image is the ballot at that point in time because that paper is over here. It could even be thrown in the trash. It could be just put somewhere. Yeah. The image is tabulated. I mean, the vote is tabulated from that image. And, and you know, you have every precinct has these machines. And at the end of the day, that when it tabulates that, right, the machine generates what's called a vote count. It says, okay, this machine reports Sam got five votes, Shiva got 10 votes, okay? So, yes. and, and maybe there was one write-in vote, maybe one guy, and maybe some guy didn't vote for either of us, okay? So maybe right. there was a total of five votes for you, five votes for me, and two votes where one was a write-in, one was a blank. That's a total of 12 votes, which means there should be 12 ballot images corresponding to that. Right. So, Correct. Okay. Here's what I found out. It turns out in the software of these machines in 2001, they changed a very important feature. So you remember basic second grade math, right? There's a thing called an integer. One, two, three, four, five. These are your whole number. No, but I have to, it's very interesting. No, 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 because I'm like, uh, do I remember integers? Oh, yeah. yeah. An integer is one, two. It's called whole numbers, right? Yes, yes, And maybe in second grade or second and a half grade or third grade, you learn fractions. Oh, 1.5. That's one and one over two, right? One and a half or 3.75. What are those called? Those are called fractions or decimal numbers, right? Right. Okay. Well, you and I are whole human beings, right? So if you got five votes and I got five votes, how should the voting machine store it? Is it an integer or a decimal? Integer. Integer, right? Thank you. So if, you, if you study software programming, when you set up a software program, you can declare the variable to be an integer or what's called a decimal. Turns out they store our votes, your vote and my vote, as decimal numbers. Not a whole number, which means Sam's vote could be 0.05. My vote could be 1.25. Oh, my God. This is so freaking simple. That when people get this, they're going to say, what the fuck is going on in this country? I hate, I don't know if the language is loud, okay? No, you're allowed to. Yeah. But go hard in the paint. So when I, when I, you know, I've been programming since I was a kid. When, whenever you set up a software program, you declare your variables. Oh, 
variable x is an integer, variable y is an integer. So if x is one, y is one, I'm gonna get one plus one is two, okay? But if they're set up as floating point variables, which are what a decimal number is, you can do rounding and stuff, okay? But bottom line is it can't, so if you got five votes and I got five votes, Sam, it's not stored as five, an integer, it's stored as 5.0012, it's stored as a decimal. So I'm like, so, so a guy called Benny Smith figured this out down in a software guy, and no one was listening to him. Another woman called Bev Harris found out something even more interesting. Your my votes or any votes can be multiplied by a factor with a flip of a switch. It's called a weighted race. In 2001, wow. the same weighted rate, the same voting software was upgraded for housing associations. Let's say all of us lived in an apartment building, all five of us, right? And 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 Johnny owned 2,000 square feet of an apartment building. You owned 1,000, Sam, and Xavier owned 1,500, and I owned 1,000, okay? Well, and we're voting whether we should put new carpeting in. Remember, our condo fees could be based on percentage of the maintenance. So Johnny would get two votes because he's got 2,000 square feet. Xavier gets 1.5 votes. I get one, one vote, and you get one vote. It's called a weighted race. That yes. piece was stuck in there in 2001. That's in all freaking voting machines. All right. That's what I was thinking. It's just like, what, what if they, if a vote for you is weighted one way and a vote for him is weighted exactly. a t totally different Doc, way. Dr. Shiva, can you think of any legitimate reason this would be this way? No, that's so the question you asked, Johnny, is a question. This is, should be illegal. Why the, why the hell is that? First of all, why is our vote treated as a decimal? And by the way, Benny Smith and Bev Harris, they found this because they went, did a FOIA. And in the John Kerry Edwards versus Cheney Bush election, they actually got the actual database and they look at the numbers. It's not like John Kerry got 100 million votes. He got 100.125232 votes. Okay. So because you need decimals to do decimal arithmetic, right? When you want to have and quarter people. So this is available within a fraction of a second. Now, when those feature, that feature is, if that feature is invoked, guess what? So let's go back to the ballot images, right? 10 ballot, let's say 12 ballots were imaged. Let's say you got five votes. Like I said, I got five, one right in candidate, one blank, 12 images should match with 12 votes, right? Well, suppose they say, I'm gonna give Sam 1.5, multiply by 1.5 when I'm tabulating, every one vote that comes through is 1.5. So you end up getting, what do you get? You get seven and a half votes, right? 1.5 times five, yep. right? Which is rounded up to eight votes. I, let's say they have me, I get 2.5, which is rounded to three votes. So now what, you, what, what do you have? You have eight, eight plus three, which is 11 votes, plus the two, 13 votes. You only have 12 ballot images. You follow? They're not gonna match. So what I when I realized this, I said, that's what they freaking did. So my lawyers and I, we said, let's go to the Secretary of State. It took us until September 9th, eight days later to figure this out. And Massachusetts, very convenient. You have to do a recount within 72 hours, right? Because you're figuring out what the hell's going on, especially if you're a newbie. Guys, I want to tell you about our good friends at ExpressVPN, dude. Do you guys wonder why the internet access so cheap these days? I'll tell you why. Because they're mining your data. That's why. All these companies are mining your data, okay? They're not just making money off of your subscription feeds. They're also making money spying on your internet activity and selling your history and data to big 
companies. God help Xavier Guerrero. The things he's looked at on the internet, they all know about it, okay? They know all the weirdness you're into, brother. And that's why the best way to make sure your, your data is 100% safe go to, is our good friends at Express. VPN, ExpressVPN, create a secure tunnel between your devices and the internet so that everything you do online is encrypted. I love this, dude. I love this. Let people get weird, okay? Enough of this blackmailing and all this stuff. Let people get weird, okay? It reroutes your connection through a server that blocks your internet provider from seeing everything you do, that you do online and all things that you are connected to thanks to Express VPN, okay? It, but it goes beyond that. It's not just your phone or your computer. Express VPN works on all your devices. It's on your tablets, your smart TVs, even your router. Your entire family can stay protected. I can't stress enough. V, Express VPN is so simple to use. You just got to open up the app, tap a button, and it's good. So here's what's going on. Our good friends, Express VPN, is willing to do a very special thing for the swarm. Good morning, Swarm. Okay. Express, this is what you got to do. Protect it all at expressvpn.com slash tinfoil. Okay. Express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, VPN, okay, dot com slash tinfoil to get three extra months of ExpressVPN protection for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash tinfoil hack to learn more. Uh, enjoy the show. So on September 9th, I go to the Secretary of State, a guy called Bill Galvin, very corrupt guy. He was <laughs> brought up on charges for uh, manipulating military votes many years ago. So we hand, I hand go in to the Secretary of State and I give them this letter because my lawyer said, hand give it to them and get a receipt. So they can't, because they have 10 days to respond. And what does my thing say? I want ballot images. I want all scanned ballot images from the election. So we give it, so I'm there and we were, by the way, all of this is videotaped and we're videotaping it. And the election officer who reports to Galvin comes to the window wearing his mask and all. And then uh, he, uh, you know, he looks at my thing and he goes, you want ballot images? He goes, we don't have ballot images. I go, really? He goes, yeah, we turned that feature off. Oh my God. And then he realizes what the hell he said. He goes, oh, 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 okay, well, I'll put it in writing. I believe. I mean, you should know, right? Then later on, before we leave, he goes, hey, man, what are you saying took place? That we rigged the election? Out of nowhere, Sam. All right? Oh, man. So I have it on tape, okay? And so then he has 10 days, September 9th. Now, I thought it was 10 working days. I mean, 10, you know, business calendar days. days right. Calendar days. Okay. Um, so I went back on September 21st again with another letter. Further documenting, hey, you told me last time you don't have ballot images and tell me what other stuff you don't have. And here's a letter. Give me my ballot images. I have a hard drive here. The lawyer, legal counsel, Michelle Tassinari, who's a chief legal counsel. This is now the secretary of Massachusetts, you know, is mysteriously there. And she goes, oh, it's 10 business days. I mean, they, you know, you got to come back on um, on Wednesday. OK, September 23rd. I said, OK. Oh, no, she goes, we will mail you our response. We will mail you, email you our response. <laughs> yeah. So September 23rd comes. We're waiting, waiting, nothing. First thing in the morning, September 24th, I call up the Secretary of State's office. They don't want to give me this guy. His name is Will Rosenberry, the election officer. 
They said, oh, he's not here. And I said, look, I know he's here. Give him to me. And I was pretty pissed off. So they gave him to me. He goes, from now on, everything you say has got to be put in writing. I said, everything I have is in writing. I said, where's my freaking response? You, you owe it. You violated federal law. You know what this guy says? No, no, no. I violated Massachusetts law. He said wow. that. Okay. Oh, my God. He said that? that? Yes. Okay. So um, then he's, I said, when am I going to get my response? He said, oh, you'll get it sometime today. I go, no, no, no. I said, you're already overdue. I said, when am I going to get it? He goes, maybe at five. I said, maybe? How about at four? He goes, at 5 p.m. So I get off the phone. That's Thursday morning, September 24th. And I write back an email document saying, I just spoke to you. You owe me this stuff. And by the way, you acknowledge you violated Massachusetts law. Within 10 minutes, Sam, from sending that email at 10.41 a.m., I get an email from the legal counsel. It's like, by the way, when you, you know, when I used to run a classes at MIT, I'd ask my students for homework. Some of them would start talking about the Red Sox game, right? Had nothing, right? It's a diversionary tactic. So that's what this lawyer does in her email. In her email, she basically says, uh, well, you know, the voting equipment works like this and we don't manage voting equipment, some bureaucratic nonsense. And then in one line in the second paragraph, she says, Massachusetts is prohibited from saving ballot images. What? Okay. So I write back to her and I say, I said, um, thank you for your message. Kindly tell me what statute or law in Massachusetts, quote unquote, prohibits you from saving. Well, by the way, it's not saving because they were created. Destroying why does that law exist? Well, that's the thing. So I write that back to her. So then the next day in the morning, um, she doesn't was well, she doesn't answer the, the, the mess the response. She sends me back another email talking about voting equipment again. Oh, this is how our voting equipments work. And then she says, We saved the paper. We are required by law, you know, the paper that you put in. Yeah. We saved that paper, and 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 by federal law, we have to save that for 22 months. Um, but we are not required to store the ballot images. Well, that paper. There could be a difference between the paper and the ballot image, right? Because software can do all sorts of stuff. And so I write back to her and I said, I, I write a, a lengthy email and I said, the subject was, you have illegally deleted ballot, the ballots, which are the ballot images, and make it very clear to you, those ballot images are the ballots, because that was what was used to perform the counting. It is the object of counting. And by federal law, you have to save those because the federal law statute, USC, um, uh, for, uh, 1974-1974E says very clearly that all records related to a election must be retained. Now, clearly all those little things that were Xerox, right, or the digital images should be saved. And say, I said, you've illegally uh, destroyed, because she destroyed them, because if you, if you go to the software, what I found was a software by default. You know how you have on your iPhone settings, the default settings, you know, well, you have to explicitly go turn it off so it destroys those ballot images. Remember when you hit it and after it tabulates? So they are destroying ballot images. And I said, you have destroyed ballot images. This election is null and void. Okay? Oh my then what God, I did, it's crazy. I'm telling you. So, for, so then I go on my Twitter. You know, I got a lot of Twitter followers. And I already put out one million ballots. I said over one, remember it's the Republican ballots and the Democrat ballots. And here's the interesting thing. Going back to Galvin, guess how many people did end up voting in the Republican primary? And, and before I go to that, the night, of, the night before the election, August 31st, the corrupt 
Galvin comes on, does a news article, he's saying, we're only going to have 150,000 people voting in the Republican primary. 150,000. What did I say voted in 2018? 260. So he's telling me 110,000 people less are going to vote. And he said he already got 90,000 ballots mail-in for the Republican. I'm saying, this doesn't freaking make any sense. I call an emergency meeting. I said, either my math is wrong. This guy's saying less votes. Meanwhile, the headline of the article in one of the big newspapers says record turnout, record turnout. We're going to have less votes. So what happens on the date of the election? 259,000 people vote in the Republican primary, half a percent less than 2018, but 100% more vote in the Democrat primary, 1.4 million, okay? 600,000, 1.3. So you're telling me that no more Republicans voted? It's like 100,000 votes especially in this age of when everybody is just so just involved in politics right now. It just seems like people are just, each side is kind of just energize their base and they seem to both want to come out and represent, you know? Well, not only that, Sam, our thing, we, remember, if you came to our campaign, you can, and you ask people came to our, I've never voted, uh, you know, I'm registered, but I've never voted. You've energized me to vote. I've never put up a lawn sign. I've never done a standout, which means they come out and hold your signs. I've never put a bumper sticker. Our election was a bottoms up working person's movement because we were addressing the real fundamental issues. Big tech censors us. Here's our solution, digital rights. We don't have truth in academia, right? We need citizen science. The entire healthcare system is flawed because of academia. You can make up COVID, you can make up a pandemic, you can do whatever you want, and the healthcare system is bloated. Truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. We need freedom. We need to have digital rights. We need truth which is we need to have citizen science, we need help to sit. And all this was done. We galvanized people, we still do. So when, and this was working people, Sam. So we knew we had created so much freaking interest. So when you look at this, so what did they do? What they did was they flipped the freaking switch. And so when we have 100%. Right, so now we don't get the ballot images. So I take, this is a public official, my communications. I said, look, in full disclosure, here's my email thread. And, you know, a lot of reporters do this. Alex Berenson does it. He saves his little threads. So I said, here's my first email to the election official, right? Here's, here's a response. Here's my other response. And here's my final response. That starts going viral. Within 24 hours of that, my Twitter account is suspended. Sam. Oh, my God. Not for 12 hours initially, for seven days. Okay? And there is a company called Lead Stories, a bunch of scumbags who do fact checking. They're the fact checkers of Facebook. The fact checkers of Twitter, basically, and yeah. I don't know if this is true, Steve Bannon says they're funded by Soros and the Chinese Communist Party. They said, we tried to contact Shiva, fact, ballots were not destroyed, okay? And all my stuff starts getting taken down. Then, we, then the fools in that article did something very stupid. They told me, they announced, Guess who called Twitter to shut me down? The Secretary of State of Massachusetts. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Now, if we as Americans heard in the town, you know, Idi Amin in Uganda running for prime minister, just called Twitter to shut down Sam Tripoli, who was a opposition candidate, and Twitter complied, 
what would you say? You'd say, oh, my God, that third world country. Look at the banana republic. I mean, yeah, banana republic. Oh, I mean, dude, we're full on in a banana republic here. And it's so super beyond tragic from our judges that are willing to throw out the, the rule of law to to fit their their either their their lobbyists who've bought them off or the whoever's blackmailing them. That's really bad. And just this, like, listen to you, Dr. Shiva. I've heard this story. Well, I've watched it happen in Florida. I've watched it happen in California. And it's, it's, and it's not ours and D's, man. It's just this cabal of globalists that are just destroying our elections to keep the – I mean, like, how is Debbie Wasserman Schultz still in power? The only way is through just complete and utter voter fraud or election fraud. One or the other, man. I mean, we've seen like Tim Conway, I think, is uh, the the guy she ran against. He's been trying to tell everybody what's going on. And and unfortunately, no, he he seems like it's powerless. And I so when I hear that this is happening, man. I complain. I mean, Boston. I mean, are we are we what, corruption outside of like New York and Chicago? I think we've always heard that like the, the deep corruption of of Massachusetts and, and their politics, and it's it's just unbelievable. Now the difference between then and now is like now we have the internet and we have a way to actually show what is going on. Yeah, and and the, and the interesting thing here uh, to to sort of reflect what you just said, Sam, is. What happened here? Here the state calls a corporate company, Twitter, shuts down a federal candidate from tweeting when the entire basis of the First Amendment was that we as people have a right to uh, challenge our public officials, right? In the open forum, Twitter is basically an open forum, okay? I'm putting up my position. If you don't like like what I say, freaking come on there and defend it. But they can make one phone call to Jack Dorsey's organization and take down an MIT PhD who's running a legitimate campaign and put me in exile? It's like you're a freaking political prisoner. That's what this is. This is not in some African, you know, failed state. This is in Massachusetts. Now, the problem they have with me, Sam, is, uh, you know, I, I, I know Tim went through this, right? He's a law professor. I'm a junkyard dog, okay? I came from nothing, okay? And I know how their <laughs> systems work. And I don't give a fuck about them. All right. (laughs) So we're going to go all out because if you don't, because what really occurred here is the following. You just said something interesting, both sides. What we have is screw the Democrat and Republican narrative. They're both horse trading. They do horse trading. And it's against ultimately working people. If you look what's going on, and our campaign, I'm a working person. I'm, I'm, you know, all of our volunteers were working people. And what's been happening, if you look at the United States since 1945 to 1971, a beautiful piece of work just came out by a, a set of researchers. Uh, they did a RAND report on this. During 1948 to 1975, 71 in that area, what happened? We had true, you know, relatively a market economy. So if you were making $20,000, Sam, and I was making 100000 and Xavier was making a million, everyone's income grew by 10% equally, right? So all income ranges, which means at that point, it was true sort of, you know, a relatively better market capitalism. So the worker did better and the business owner, that's true capitalism. But in 19, starting around 1971, guess what happens? The the guy who made 10,000 or 20,000 a year, the guy who made 50,000, 100,000, those people's incomes stayed flat. 
Meanwhile, only the top 10% grew. That's what this research showed. So people are saying, well, I make more now, but you know what? When you look at it, the average worker of today who makes 50 grand, the median income, he should be making, if we have true market forces, about 120,000. And this isn't just people who are unskilled, this is people who are college educated. And this has happened because of what you just said, the collusion of Democrats and Republicans who do horse deals. So take the Obamacare, Obamacare when it was passed, it's a stellar example. Obamacare was bloated, right? It was fundamentally a captive audience for big pharma, big hospitals, big insurance, right? Gave them, basically they didn't have to compete anymore. Now, how did Obama get that passed, the Democrat? That year in 2012, everyone, the super wealthy people were like, oh my God, Obama's gonna turn off the death tax, right? The exemption. What that was, was if you made, if you had 3 million bucks and you wanted to pass all of that to your kids, you could do that without any tax consequences. And they were afraid Obama was gonna take that away. So that year before Obamacare passed, they all started transferring the money. The biggest wealth transfer took place at that time. But what did Obama do? How did the Democrat get in the horse trade the Republicans to agree with him? He went to all the Republicans and he said, you know what? I'm not gonna take away your death tax exemption. I'm gonna increase it from three to 6 million. So what ended up happening? The wealthy got wealthier. They didn't have to pay taxes. And the wealthy got wealthier. The big... Yep. The big insurance, everything, because healthcare is up. Obamacare is just crap. It's just bloated. Well, and not only that, Doctor Shiva. I mean, I, re I there was a moment where I realized that we'd been lied to by Obama, and that was when everyone was talking about single payer. Now, I, I used to be a single payer guy, but then I sit there and I go, "Okay, let's take a look at the veterans hospital and how bad they're treating our veterans." That's what you want to. That's what you want to give it to. And the answer to, to healthcare is true capitalism, which right now it's completely rigged. But I knew Obama was up to something when we were debating one single payer and suddenly he decides he has to go to Germany for a speech. He completely pulls himself out of the discussion. He has both sides of the all the houses, the Congress, the Senate, everybody. It should be a walk. Uh, suddenly out of nowhere – these blue dogs come out. You remember these blue dogs were like, we're not going to just co-sign anything Obama does. I go, oh, the whole thing's rigged. It's never meant to be like this. It's meant to be a stalemate where each side has enough people to stop any real progress, and then they can point to the other people. So that's what's happening. And, when, and the minute Obamacare passed, and this is when I even knew we were screwed even more, the stock markets for the healthcare industry shot up. It should exactly. not have shot up if this was going to uh, affect marketplace. It should right. have gone down because they're not going to make all the sweet money well, they did. Why, and right? lo and behold, set later, everyone's premiums go up 70%. Well, in that Obamacare bill, what, why, why should there be an estate tax? Why are we talking about estate taxes in a healthcare bill? So this horse trading between the quote-unquote left and right always Fs over working people. So that's what this is about. So what's happened is the people who actually get up, start a business, work hard, plumbers, electricians, a guy, I just, you know, I just got a call from one of, uh, a, a, not a volunteer supporter. He said, I got a big sign here. You know, I run AB tires in central mass, you know, which is all working class people. He goes, yeah. Put up your sign. I also put up a sign, he said, with a sign that said, you don't have to wear masks if you come in. Well, the Department of Health guy went to him and said, I'm going to shut your business down if you, if you don't take that sign down. So he Whoa. took the digital sign, put the paper sign. Then the same guy went to one of our volunteers' friends and said, I'm going to show that CU and whatever this woman, 
I'm going to, I'm going to shut down his business. I'm going to make it my personal thing. So you have public officials who don't do freaking work, who are going and shutting down a guy who's been building a company for 32 years with him and his family. That's what's going on. It's all against working people. And I'm a working person. I'm a worker. I get up. I still run my science business. I've started seven companies. And when one of us comes bottoms up and is going to defeat them, they flip that switch, man. So this election fraud stuff is against every working person because they don't want one of us to win. And they want doofus one and doofus two. Doofus one and doofus two. That's what they do. So what we're, mo- what we're doing um, is we're moving forward to the write-in campaign, okay? Now, two senators have won that because when you write in, when you write this in, you see we say stop election fraud. Yeah. Write in. And by the way, they, people can write in my name, Dr. Shiva on the back of it. Guess what happens? These have to be hand counted. No ballot images. They got to count these by hand. Okay. How many votes do you think you're going to need, Dr. Shiva, to win the general? Uh, now, uh, now, is this a movement to the general? So you're going to have, I guess, Elizabeth Warren versus. No, not Elizabeth what? Warren. It's a guy called Ed Markey. Remember in 2020, it's the other senator, Ed Markey, who's a New Deal guy with AOC. Okay. He used to be a failed ice cream man. Okay. <laughs> 50 years. Okay. The, and the other fool is a doofus lawyer appointed by Baker. He's probably got him. And, and, and look at what, this is our horse trading thing. The doofus on the Democrat says, I stand for BLM and want to defund the police. The other guy says, I want to fund the police. Neither of them cares about the police or blacks. So now they create the black, white narrative, right? That's what's going on. Oh, if you're white and you, for secure neighborhoods, you fund the police. And if you're for against racism, you want to defund the police. You see, they split working people. When the reality is in every revolution and every time people rise up, the police and the army come together against the establishment. They take their weapons and they point it against the criminals. Bring back the gallows, bro. I've said that forever. I mean, what we're seeing right now, I mean, there's video going out right now of these election elected officials laughing about mask mandates just being political theater because they do nothing. And like, the reason they could laugh about that with cameras around is because there will be no consequences for this. Debbie Wash, how does Debbie Washman Schultz win her election where, listen, like I, I've talked, Trump is Godzilla to me. He's a monster, but there's worse monsters out here. You got to, you know, every movie, it's the same thing. Everyone's afraid of Godzilla until they see this way worse monster and then they got to help Godzilla. Like, how does Debbie Washman Schultz in Florida get, get reelected when she had her hand on, on destroying Bernie's chance? I'm not getting into socialism right now, but we're just talking, take the politics out of it. How does she get elected? Through pure 100% election fraud and what has happened to her nothing we have just gotten to the point where whether it's through the food we eat the chemicals we consume we've just become the bunch of zombies that only get involved in politics every four to two years and just it's this moment to vote and then we just walk away from it and let these people work freely without any consequences i johnny and i do another show where we watch like third world politics and dudes will come up and just pop somebody in the face i'm like i would like to see a little consequences for actions a little bit of consequences because we're losing what's special here well the reason that's happening sam is you have the 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 establishment and the tv and the uh hollywood it shows, it shows, oh, those darkies over there in Africa, they're corrupt. Oh, those brown people are corrupt. Down in South America, oh, Venice, by the way, Venezuela has voter IDs. Venezuela, when you walk in, you get a receipt, 
okay? In third world India, when you walk and they take your thumbprint, you know you voted. You and I vote, there's no record of we even voted. You don't get anything. You get a sticker. Don't forget you get a sticker. Yeah, but that's it. But the input <laughs> the system, the input into the system is is uncertain. It's Dr. Unending. Shiva. Yep. What would what would be the ideal system for America? Uh, what? you know, a voting no. system. I, I can tell you as a technologist, okay, we have to start looking at when we use technology and who controls technology. Okay. So what's happened is these technological systems have consolidated power. I would say right now everything should be hand voted. Everything. I don't know why we got away from that. There's a bunch of old people that would love to sit there and count ballots all day. They got nothing else to do. And what should happen is when they're hand counted, this is the right system. You image them and they go up right up on a website because they don't have your name and it should be crowdsourced. Every vote should be hand counted and imaged up on an open source website. Open source. So Dr. All Schiff, yeah. Dr. Schiff, you think we could ever do online voting? in the future is that ever possible is there too much but why would you want to do online voting or you can online bank i just want to know if it's if it's possible well you, you can okay uh, however right in the banking world <laughs> there's consequences if you steal and to sam's point you there is no consequences here and the people okay. controlling these you could do it but you have to have election integrity all the way end to end it's a systems problem and what i'm saying is so we could probably do digital, right? But the people controlling this cannot no longer be two big tech companies. It has to go back to the public commons. And that public commons has been destroyed. The postal service was one of my solutions. You remember I talked about this, was not created for postal mail. The founders of this country before the crown, when the crown was there, they had their own postal system. I could send you a transaction, which was called a letter. You could send it to Xavier, Johnny could send it to Sam. And they would open up our letters. Uh, by the way, Ben Franklin was ahead of that. And then he started saying, I'm not going to open up the Collins letters. He was rebelling. So when in 1792, one of the important developments that we took place, we created the Postal Service Act. And this was the important thing of it. All of us were the press. Remember this. Freedom of press meant Johnny was could, could print something and distribute it. Sam, you could do it. We were all the press. There was no like CNN, et cetera. And the Postal Service was created so we could have a secure, private, and, and the founders talked about this, distribution for information, not postal mail. So when I sent you a letter, if anyone intervened, 22-year sentence in prison, there was a consequence. And by 1997, the Postal Service forgot they're in the communications business because that year is when email volume overtook postal mail volume. All of us signed up for these freaking free email services. YouTube, right? And on that day, I argued that's when we lost all freedom. We traded our freedom for free email, okay? Because all that free mail and that communications we do on the social media, we don't have, it's not our communication. And the Postal Service got destroyed. It's actually quite an interesting institution. It's a very cool institution that it's not, it's, it's really a public commons. And I went to the Postal Service and I said, look, as the guy who invented email, you guys should be offering a public version of email, a public version of YouTube, a public version of Facebook, and probably voting through them, okay? Because they could provide the public infrastructure and the legal infrastructure with anyone effed up with that, it's a 20-year sentence in prison. And, and the Postal Service has its own police force. Gotcha. But, but we've destroyed the public commons. So we've consolidated our communications infrastructure to 
Twitter, Facebook, Google, AT&T, and Verizon. So the fact of federal, so fact that one person could make another person a call, that's a consolidation of power. So my view is we're headed to revolutionary times. I see no solution but starting to pop some of these people, Sam. There's no fucking way, man. These guys control everything. They don't play fair. One rule for them and another rule for us. We're rule the for thee and not for me. That's where it seems exactly. to be getting more exactly. and more and more. Exactly. And we got to go beyond left and right. We cannot get caught into, oh, I'm a Republican. Shiba's going to split the vote. Well, you're a freaking idiot, okay? It's not what this is about, you fool. This is about them and us, working people, who are being squeezed. This, the entire pandemic, has been used because interest rates should be higher. It's been used to lock down businesses, keep interest rates low, and who got screwed? Working people. Over and over again, from Amazon, Walmart, uh, all these giant billion, trillion dollar companies taking over everything to these rich kids. We were talking about this the other day. These rich kids going into blue collar uh, uh, neighborhoods where mom and pop stars stores are and burning them down and then running back to their gated communities afterwards. This has been an assault on the middle class and the lower class. Now you have like vice, you have um, Buzzfeed, just nothing but rich mostly white kids but rich kids talking about how middle class and lower class white people are the problem with this country when we see over and over and over again it is this power elite group and you know it's like i've been i knew about trump's taxes uh that was a big bomb they tried to drop on everybody and the truth is if you study the irs you study the federal reserve you would know that all tax is theft okay and the fact that they're you have the side of these rich kids begging for the paid taxes because it doesn't mean anything to them it means nothing well the bottom line is this sam what you what you just said is if you really look at, if you, if you go down to the, one of the most important things that helps fuel a true, if, it's, if, if, if these guys call themselves, we're against socialism, we're against Marxism, right? Well, they've had socialism, redistribution of wealth, $50 trillion got redistributed upwards, upwards. Mm-hmm. It went upwards. And the analysis that just came out during 1971 to 2018, the, because they did, remember, regulations create monopolies. That's what they do. Re- they did regulations. The Democrats do regulations and the Republicans profit from them because they create consolidate power. So Elizabeth Warren, that whatever the hell that nut is, said, oh, I want to save you. I'm going to save you from the big banks. So they put in Dodd-Frank, right? Those kind of things she supported. That actually destroyed 2,000 small banks. What, made, what makes America very powerful than any other countries, most countries only have four banks. This country has eight, had 12,000 small banks, mom and pop small banks, with maybe 10, you know, 10, 10 million in assets, okay? Those small banks where a carpenter could go in, know Joe the banker, make a deal, start a small business. Well, because of those regulations, the small guy can't even keep up with it. He's got to hire 20 more staff. So regulations are the things that destroy, they create monopolies. That's why when I was on your show last, I attacked the scumbag, Robert Kennedy. He's a total scumbag, Vax- safe vaccines. What does that mean? Democrat side. That's going to allow bigger vaccine companies to make sure, you know, I want to propose something that's good food-based medicine, destroy them. And that guy got money from, supported Hillary Clinton three times, endorsed her. Now, when I say that, some of these rich, white, 
bitchy mothers who are for the anti-vaccine. This is their cause. But they don't want to support a darkie like me exposing a Kennedy because they're in their little liberal camps. And what it is, is people of these, the, the people who've been controlling movements have been, like you just said, the rich white people. It's a liberal activity. And when a working class guy comes like me, representing working people, they're scared shitless. And that's Doctor, what this- I got to ask this question real quick. Now, I'm a Dr. Shiva fan. I support you. You have an open, you have an open door to this show. Anytime you call up Sam and you're like, I want to come on. I want to talk about puppets. I'll, I'll have you on talking about puppets. But there's been a small movement in the Reddit, the Reddit forums and all this stuff that and I believe this is misinformation, so I'd love for you to address it. This this thing going around saying that you and Dr. Kennedy actually working together on this this vaccine company that you guys are a part of. Now I've heard this. I go, dude, dude. I've had I've had Dr. Shiva on several times. I, I think he's on the up and up, but I feel like because I know this is going to be said in the comment section. I just want to know if you would like to address it and say something about well, that. Well, so here's the deal. I was the first guy, Sam, who, when I came into this, you know, I've been in the health thing since I was a 14 year old kid. I was the first guy who did research on SIDS as a 14 year old scientist, paid scientist. So I've been involved in health all my life. My, uh, I I have a company called Systems Health where we integrate Eastern and Western medicine. As you know, my grandmother, I learned traditional systems of medicine. I went to MIT and for my PhD work, I created a technology to model mathematical pathways on the computer to eliminate animal testing because I wanted to model the body on the computer instead of doing this ridiculous thing, we kill animals. Hey, can't we test stuff on the computer? That was Cytosol. And that is my company. We create mathematical models. So I have a model of inflammation. If you say, hey, this thing works, I can test it on there, okay? But my entire life is about health. So when I got into this thing with Provax, Antivax, about two years ago, I was invited to speak. And I you know, I was speaking on the platform with a guy called Andy Wakefield. And I didn't know a lot about this movement. And I got off and I said, Andy, you've been in this movement for 10 years. I said, you guys have no fucking science. You guys are saying we're against, I said, where's your science? I said, the bottom line is this is not pro or anti-vax. This is about the right medicine for the right person at the right time, okay? And that's what we have to come at. It's not pro or anti-vax. And I, and everyone loved it, Sam. And I wasn't involved in their little rich liberal cliques of the Kennedys, okay? By the way, these guys start their little foundations, And it's all about them, you know? So when I did that, I started finding, I said, the only way to win this movement is a bottoms up, vibrant, dynamic, militant movement. Freaking Kennedy had lost in New York. He lost in California because he's out there negotiating with the Democrats. You know, that's what they do. They, everything they do is legislative. We're gonna do backroom deals. Well, freaking Shibai Dury comes from the street saying, no, we scare the shit out of them. So New Jersey, because of my leadership, we won. We had massive protesters out there. They got scared, Sam, and they didn't sign that bill. That and was then, huge. I remember that. And that was because of me, not because of fucking Big Tree, who was like, Shiva's, Shiva's going angry. He's going to piss off the Democrats. Well, the Democrats are the ones who fucked you, okay? So that's when I figured out what fucking Kennedy was about and the whole Kennedy clan. He's been in this movement, right? The Kennedys, you know, I'm Robert Kennedy. Well, I have a video. If you want, I'll play it right here. He says, I am pro-vaccine. I am emphatically pro-vaccine. You've seen that. And so I, I'll play it for you if you want, okay? And I take your and, word for it. I take your word for it. what's interesting is I started realizing, I was, I, I, I said, I, I one night at two in the morning, I was researching this guy and I found this article. He endorsed Hillary Clinton. 
not just once, three times. Hillary Clinton is vaccine queen, okay? And she got funded by Gabby, who, who Bill Gates. I'm like, what the F is going on here? So I tweeted out, Robert Kennedy endorsed Hillary Clinton. People were like, what? And then I said, he wants safe vaccines, which is a Democrat. Whenever the Democrats say safety, it means monopoly. So I was the first one to start bashing Kennedy. I guess guy's full of shit. Now, no one ever would do that because the Kennedys are holy grail, right? right. All these vaccine right. moms who are, by the way, women in Scarsdale who fund him and want to suck his cock. Okay, I got to say that. That's how pissed off I am. Okay, the Kennedys, okay? Yeah, right, so right, I right. I started bashing him hard. And then what does he do? I started bashing him because I said, this guy's full of shit. We need to build a bottoms up movement, not a Kennedy top down movement where they get to be the leaders. And a guy called Jake Crosby who worked with Kennedy started sharing me information. He said, yeah, I work with him. And he goes, he's, he gets, he doesn't know shit about the vaccine movement. He's backed by a guy called Mark Blaxel who's with Big Pharma. So I attacked him and what does Kennedy do? He had nothing to do. So he puts out a, a, a defamatory libelous and I just filed a lawsuit against him and another woman for 97 million. He said, Shiva runs a vaccine company and I'm in bed with Bill Gates, okay? And I work with the Clintons. Now, just think about that, how libelous that is. A, I create a company that does software. In fact, I when, in, in, when I finished that technology for my uh, company at MIT, for, for, at MIT uh, you, you know, when you're starting a company trying to figure out it's, it's a totally new technology. Wow, I created this company where I can model the, your body on the computer, right? So we went, there was a, a grant put out, a small business grant, which said, hey, um, this is very interesting. Imagine that we need a vaccine fast. Could we do it uh, in a different way? Like we have to do it in six, six weeks. So me and my advisor at MIT applied for that. We didn't get it because they were afraid, in my view, that our stuff would point out that it was unsafe, Right. So that was done back in 2011. But my technology is not a vaccine company. Bobby Kennedy, that scumbag, puts out the worst thing to attack me. Shiva's a vaccine maker, really? Well, wait till you get into court, you fucker, okay? Because that's what the Kennedys are. Since the beginning, Joe Kennedy Sr., he shorted the stock market. That's what he did. And then you have Ted Kennedy, then John Kennedy, they created the whole Camelot image. He's the one who signed the 1962 Vaccination Act. Then Ted Kennedy, his brother, didn't get rid of that act, which would have screwed over pharma. That's what they should have done. They created the vaccine injury program, which allowed big pharma never to get sued. And then Robbie Kennedy, who was a heroin addict, who then started doing Waterkeeper, because that's what the Kennedys get to be activists. They get to help all the poor blacks and poor people. Then he got into this vaccine movement. Well, what's that guy done? He's lost everywhere he went. Shiva Ayadure comes in, I win in New Jersey. So I'm exposing him and he calls me a vaccine maker. No, I create models. I sell mathematical models. I would love if Big Pharma used me. In fact, Pfizer came to us and they were uh, wanting to do autoimmune stuff. They started with us and they got scared because our stuff was starting to show their stuff didn't work and they cut off our contract. So what does yeah. Cytosol do? We do mathematical models for understanding stuff so we don't kill animals. Number one, lie. Then another company I have analyzes email. We help customer service. Guess what? We get $50 off if we have a Microsoft partner agreement or, you know, a Dell partner agreement you buy in bulk. That's on my website. You'll see he's working with Bill Gates. Can you believe this shit? And then when I was an undergrad at MIT, I 
uh, participated. I was, I, I was creating technologies to analyze patterns. And a professor said, Shiva, uh, the White House is running a competition to automatically analyze email. And I was the only Gretchen. I ended up winning. I won one of the innovation awards. I didn't work for the Clinton administration. Do you understand how lying and thievering the Kennedys are? They rape and murder people. They get to freaking get away. You and I do that. That's actually true. (laughs) So fuck Robert Kennedy Jr. Fuck him. All right. Well, you know what, dude? These are the questions you need to get asked, and you answer them with passion. Because he doesn't want a darkie like me leading a movement. Bottoms up. He gets to be in Malibu, hang out with his people. Look, I've done a movie with him. I know him. I went to his Aspen thing when I was with Fran. Okay? They hang out in Aspen. They spend a million bucks here. It's all top down. This is all liberal bourgeois bullshit. They do nothing but to increase their brand equity. So, so let me ask you this. Let's, let, let's... I got to go off on this guy. And anyone who supports him, you got to get your head out of your ass. Because the, the Kennedys are about the Kennedys. And what have they done for you? Go look at the civil rights movement. It was a bottoms up movement. And what did they do? They found a guy who did a lot of drugs, who was banging women, who was Martin Luther King. Oh, I thought that was Sam Triplett. And they put him as the head of the civil rights movement. Why? No, that's, that's, that's true, dude. Everybody is compromised at that level. Yeah, well, for no, sure. It was, it, was, it was engineered by Bobby Kennedy. They're the not so obvious establishment because Malcolm X would have been a great leader. Okay. They don't want a guy from the streets. They want to control someone. They had enough shit on Martin Luther King. And what did we get out of civil rights? We spent $53 trillion. The average black person today cannot is in worse literacy than before 1965. 100% dude. And that's what people are waking up to. And that's why I'm starting a movement, Dr. Shiva, called Doing Shrooms with Black People. So listen to me. I want to um, say to you that- All you little white boys on Reddit, okay, who want to attack me, start putting the mirror in your face and go look at the truth. No, they'll probably put Coke on that mirror, to be honest with you. Doctor, I want to end on a positive note because, hey, it's all positive. I just just wanted to ask a question because I know it's going to be a comments in the comment section and you answered it. Now, final thing here. What can we do to help you? What would you like us to do? What would you like the swarm to do? How can we help Dr. Shiva? So this is what needs to be done, Sam. First is a... My, you know, look, I've studied political theory all my life. This is, and my job is a reciprocal, it's reciprocating, right? I spend my, you know, time understanding the nuclear physics of political movements. And here's, here's what I can offer you. And this is what we can do. It's a two-way street. Number one, there's a couple of principles we need to understand. Number one, working people are the ones who are being screwed. Okay. I'm a working person. I came from nothing, you know, untouchable in India, working class neighborhoods in New Jersey. You haven't seen a leader like me. They don't want guys like me because I'm one of you. So you have a leader, which you haven't had. Screw the Kennedys. They're not leaders. So working people need to support working people. And we need a working people's movement. And by the way, that's not Marxist or socialist. That's American. Okay. And anyone who says, oh, Shiva's a Marxist, well, screw you. Marx doesn't own working people. So that's capitalism to me, brother. Right, right. So it's working people, bottoms up, bottom. And that's what we did. And the fact that we were winning is what scared them. So number one, people should understand that everyone listening out there, you should go to our website, Shiva for Senate. Tell all of your friends in Massachusetts to write in Dr. Shiva, because this is a revolutionary act. The pen is mightier than the sword. Tell people to take their pen and write in Dr. Shiva. 
Number two, tell all your friends to donate whatever they can. We don't need a lot. We got $1, $5 because we're going to buy TV ads, radio ads again. By the way, two senators have won write-in campaigns. Strom Thurmond, don't care for him. Lisa Murkowski, don't care for her, but they did it. And the most important thing is we have name brand equity. Sam, everyone knows our name. We just need to know we're not leaving. We're here. So that, so this write-in campaign is a revolutionary. It's a tip of the spear. And this write-in campaign saying, we want to stop fraud. And that fraud manifested in election fraud is corruption, which is being used to destroy working people and squeeze us. Eventually, if we don't fight for freedom, we're going to be in such dire straits. We'll say, do whatever the hell you want to me. That's number one. Number two, what people need to understand is wake their eyes to the guys like the Kennedys, the guys like the liberal bourgeois. Okay. They're not our fighters. They're the not so obvious establishment. Everything they do is not bottoms up. And even in fact, when things coming bottoms up, they'll try to hijack those movements by finding their leaders as they did in the civil rights movement. So I want people to more importantly, what they can do for me, what you can do for yourself is to understand these nuclear physics principles of movements. Number one, you got to support working people like me. People come bottoms up. Stop looking to Hollywood. Stop looking to the fucking Kennedys. Stop supporting one of your own. Number one, that's what I mean. Does and that goes beyond left and right, Republican and Democrat. It goes beyond color. And that's who I am. I'm one of you. That's number. That's the first thing. The second thing people need to understand is the not so obvious establishment, the people who live in Malibu. Okay, talking shit about me. Those people, the Bernie Sanders, I'm sorry, he's a not so obvious establishment. The left has it and the right has it. They sucker people in with words and they bring them always back to endorsing Hillary Clinton, endorsing Joe Biden, endorsing, you know, wherever the hell it is. And the, and the thing with Trump, he basically was part of the Reform Party. He threw bombs everywhere. No one, he's not a Republican. He's, he's to call Republicans names. He thought they were stupid. Okay. He just got clever because he had the apprentice. He had visibility. But our campaign is an opportunity for everyone listening on your show right now, Sam, is to say, oh my God, this is real politics. This is real politics because it's saying working people unite, start protecting your rights and fight. And you can't pussyfoot around anymore. There's no savior to help Gotta us. get active, man. We gotta get active and we gotta support our leaders, our own, our own blood, which means not genetics. Get out of D's and R's, start looking at people for what they really are and just stop being passive and thinking voting is going to be engaged in your neighborhood. Right. Doctor, you are great. I appreciate you. Come on, Dr. Shiva. Anytime we could talk to somebody who's gone to MIT, created email, Used to hook up with Fran Dresser. Any of that stuff, <laughs> if, if we could do any of that, uh, and we'll just do a whole episode on you dating Fran Dresser next time. Well, right now we want to destroy the establishment, expose their election fraud. And then we're going to talk about the nanny after that. Once we destroy the establishment, then we'll talk about the nanny. But uh-huh. I appreciate you coming on, uh, doctor. I appreciate you answering the questions that I know people are going to ask. And, uh, and dude, I think 100%. Doctor, uh, our, our, our democracy is being destroyed by these lizard people trying to run everything, and we need to start pushing back now. Listen, man, I drive let's, on a Trump level and a Biden level. I've been around the country. I've seen two signs of, for Joe Biden, and they're telling me that the, this guy's winning. You're right. Signs, bumper stickers, you see who's we winning. We had him everywhere. We had him yep. everywhere, Sam. This guy had nothing. So they don't work. We busted our buns. They well, don't work because they don't have to. They steal. 
The swarm yeah. loves you, my friend. I hope the listeners of the show get have your back. And uh, anytime you want, come on, brother. The Thank door you. is always opening. You're one of my favorite people to talk to, and I appreciate you answering all the questions and coming on here. And I hope we could do something to help you. So yeah, we're gonna do it again. Out, Thank, you, Thank you, Dr. Shiva, and uh, I appreciate you coming on, brother. Good luck Thank with you. your fight, 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 my friend. Exactly. Thank you, brother. Take care. Thanks everybody for listening, and I appreciate you. And we'll do it again soon. Take care, everybody. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.